Data isn't just numbers and facts. I mean, it is, but it's beyond that. It's discovery, a creation of new knowledge, and it's a way to navigate our common problems. Our data reflects the study of our community, and if we pan out and take a deeper look, it tells a story. In this case, a devastating one. A number that is abysmal and growing is our city's infant mortality rate, which to put plainly, is the death of infants before their first birthday for every 1,000 births. And our black babies are dying at a three times higher rate. I hopped on a Zoom call with Erica Oliver, Deputy Commissioner of Community Health with the city of Milwaukee, to learn why that number is so staggering and how it can be reversed. This is Uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth. Giving the stories the time and attention they deserve. Changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fathayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee. Stories that stick with you. So Erica, infant mortality is, you know, when babies don't make it past their first year. But when we're collecting that data, does that number include stillbirths or miscarriages? You know, what's what's the scope of this? Well, exactly what you just said, which it does not abortions or terminations or miscarriages. So it does include stillbirths and babies that don't come to term. So it's it's tricky because we would want to ideally see the data reflect everything that is considered a loss. But, you know, we'll we'll get there one day. Yeah, you know, I was looking at um, some of the numbers before our call, and it's really alarming, the disparities I've seen with child survival. But also these rates are a reflection of the welfare of our community. So to reel it all in, where are we at in Milwaukee? So we've seen over, I mean, at least the last 10 years or so that there is a notable disparity between Black women and white women that suffer from either maternal morbidity or infant mortality. So it's three times higher on average that a black woman will suffer adverse birth outcomes or, you know, be at risk of losing her own life. So it's it's a stark contrast and, and it's been pretty consistent over, you know, at least the last 10 years, if not more. In Milwaukee, between 2018 and 2020, the number was 10.2, which means about 10 babies die for every 1,000 live births. And that's been a really rolling average, honestly, since 2016 up until now. Um, where, you know, comparing to Hispanic families that are about six to seven babies per 1,000 and white babies that are maybe three to four. So, you know, we're just chronically in this state where we see black babies are dying, you know, two to three times higher than white infants and, you know, seeing a slight increase in the Latinx community as well. Wow, that's intense. What's the cause? We know that prematurity is the number one cause for why babies are dying and not making it to their first birthday. Now, the causes of prematurity can be different. So, you know, you have it where sometimes does it have to do with the mother not receiving, you know, a lot of prenatal care and not catching that the baby hadn't been developing up to par or that they weren't receiving the proper nutrition or that they have toxic stress. We know that black women are exponentially higher in being exposed to various types of stressors. Uh, racism alone is a huge component. Unfortunately, having to live the day-to-day life and maneuver in a world where we know that there's just so many adverse experiences that black women experience. And then you have just the socioeconomic 
barriers that we see that are unfortunately really impacting our, our black families. Let's take a step back and dissect that a little bit. Because, you know, for me, I know it's hard to really grasp how barriers can play a role without really a tangible example. Let's look at someone who is living in an impoverished Milwaukee neighborhood, someone living in the zip code of 53206. Majority of that neighborhood are African-American residents. And majority of the houses there are overwhelmingly built in the 1930s or even earlier. Residents in the 53206 zip code use public transportation to get to work more than almost anywhere in the country. And 54% of the population show no earnings in relation to earnings with a full-time job or a part-time job. The average income in 2019 was $23,953. The area has a less than average percentage of people who have a college degree. Erica said that these factors play a role because of lack of income or poor housing, but it also ties in with nutrition. We know that that can connect to diabetes. We can know that it connect to gestational diabetes. We know that this like is is putting the baby's life at risk in addition to the mother's life. And you know how do we address that? Well, nutrition is hard for people that are living in poverty to either access or prioritize healthy foods. Um, drinking water on a regular basis, exercise. I mean, nobody's really thinking about the well-being stuff if they're trying to survive every day. So it's there's so many layers to it that have put our, our Black women at a, a huge disadvantage around, you know, both acute and chronic conditions that subsequently result in our babies not making it. And I, and I also really want to stress the fact that racism is a huge, huge, huge proponent of this because not only do we know, you know, Milwaukee in particular is one of the most segregated cities in, in the country, but, you know, how has that undergirded our healthcare infrastructure, the implicit and explicit type of biases that they face when receiving medical cares, the assumptions of, you know, Black women as being strong or having higher pain tolerance or, you know, not hearing them and taking their concerns seriously as they would a white woman. Like we see a lot of data show all of these trends and I'm like, everything is literally backing black women's backs against the wall to having healthy birth outcomes. So I know I've said a whole lot (laughs) there, but you know, there's just so many avenues to consider when we're looking at what are the root causes as to why infertility is an issue in a black populations. Segregation and racism in our society and our healthcare will always tell a similar story. If you're a black baby, you're three times more likely to die before your first birthday. But this can be reduced if we start listening to black mothers. Coming up next. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the honor system. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. It's no surprise that our health care treats Black mothers differently. And this pattern is longstanding in history. A study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science shows that white patients are more likely than black patients to be prescribed strong pain medication for equivalent illnesses. 
we have to account for just the history of healthcare in in conjunction with Black people. Black people have a horrible history in Western medicine. They were experimented on. They were not listened to. They were considered lesser than. They didn't receive quality, you know, cares. And, you know, some of it was intentional and or a grand amount of it was intentional back in the day. But, you know, now we still see that there's a lot of practice that is still rooted in a lot of the policies and procedures that had been, you know, in these times and maybe haven't been updated to really reflect, you know, the the subtle nuances in our in medical practice. So case in point, just using pain as an example, where historically they believe that black people had different types of skin or that it was thicker or that, you know, we had a higher pain tolerance so that we didn't need to have the different type of, you know, anesthetics and pain relievers during birth or not like really listening to when a woman is saying, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this way, this, that, and the third, and, you know, really undermining that or questioning it and not just listening and saying, this is what she's telling me. We need to respond accordingly. Yeah, I hear that all the time. You know, a lot of the black women in my life reflect that. Going to the doctor's office can cause so much stress. You know, you're already going because you, your body feels different. Um, and then there's like this overhead of another layer of, oh, will this doctor take my concerns seriously? But Erica, where do we go from here? I think that, you know, we're definitely at a place where conversations are being had that weren't being had before across uh, healthcare administration and, you know, providers and whatnot. I think that, you know, of course, there's been implementation of various trainings and um, around cultural competency, implicit bias, learned and unlearning racism, things like that. But, you know, that's just a small sliver of the puzzle. Truly, the conversations need to be had of, one, how are we holding people accountable that are the bad seeds in healthcare? And to be very transparent about that, because I also don't want to demonize every provider because there are some you know good ones out here that really just want to give good cares to you know this population but for the ones that are still really putting people's lives at risk let's just say it plainly um these are the ones that when it's when it's seen it needs to be called out and it needs to be addressed immediately i think that again we're heading in a direction that there is clearly awareness and you know, some pressure being put on our, our healthcare spaces to do better. But if there's no accountability, then it's kind of a moot point. So let's go back to infant mortality for a little bit. You know, this question might sound harsh, but to be upfront, why does it matter? Why is infant mortality a big health indicator? We're talking about babies and life and, and the unfortunate, horrific disparity of our black babies dying exponentially more than white babies. And it's just, there's no excuse for it. Everything is preventable. Everything that is is at the root causes of why our babies are not living to the first birthday or even making it, you know, past labor delivery is in our control. And that there's no excuse for that. These aren't some crazy anomalies that, you know, occur without cause. And I think that Whenever we see any population that is suffering such atrocities, it should be, it it is a public health issue. (laughs) It is everybody's problem. This story idea was sort of a follow-up to the Cultures and Communities Festival, because every year they host a Black Health Symposium. 
And I spoke with Gerard Blanks from MKE Film over the phone, and he mentioned that, you know, moving forward in the focus this year was the importance of networking because it's everyone. Our healthcare providers, policymakers, our caregivers, and community members. All of us are responsible to our people, and there's no reason why black women and babies should be suffering at this rate. I'm your host, Salam Fatayer. Thank you, Danae Imig, our executive producer. Kenny Perez, our audio engineer. Thank you for our marketing team led by Sarah Lar. Graphics and our wonderful logo is made by Aaron Bagada. And Dan Ryder handles our social media accounts. And a big special thank you to our city-loving members for making Uniquely Milwaukee possible. Tune in next Monday for our next episode.